When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Andy Brant Bernard. And we'll be right back, kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Oh, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say, why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer. And get Walzer Care for free. I love the fact that you pick songs at a random basis. Yes, I do. It's a good song, though. We like the song a lot. I mean, it's like a 70s playlist, so it's on pure yeah, oil. Yeah, it works. Works for me, man. That's all I know. A um, couple of things in the news this morning we do have to cover. It's not a sure thing, but the smart money says the Senate is poised to go, acquit President Trump of impeachment charges without calling witnesses. That became clear after GOP Senator Lamar Alexander, whose vote was said to be in question, announced that he did not want to hear new testimony. That's CNN. Chris Chilitza. Is that how you say his name? C-I-L-L-I-C-Z-A. That would be Chilitza in Italian. Yeah. I think so. C-I-L-L-I-Z-Z-A. Chilitza, I think. Points out this means the trial might be wrapped up before Trump's State of the Union address on February 4th. It might be wrapped up tonight, possibly. He gives Mitch McConnell all the credit for orchestrating this political feat. 
this outcome was unthinkable 10 days ago. No, it wasn't. See, this is what I hate about politicians. They were never going to impeach him. They were never going to, it was never going to happen. Same with Bill Clinton when they did it to him uh, back in the late 90s. They were never going to impeach him. Uh, They tried. No. But it was never going to pass the Senate then, which was Democrat, or the Senate now, which is Republican. So this idea that this was some kind of a miracle. No, this was never going to happen. And I really wish they would all get back to work and shut up and stop arguing. And to tell you the truth, if they don't, I think whoever it is on whichever side, you know, if the the Schumers and the Naders and the Pelosi's uh, don't shut up about this, and the people on the Republican side don't shut up about this, you should really think about who you vote for. You really should, because these people are disgusting. Anything for money is what... This whole thing has been about money, you know. Wouldn't you agree, Andy? It's always about money. Yeah, it's always about money. This, This is all a bit about them making more money and writing more books, and John Bolton is going to make millions off his book. Nobody even knows who the hell Captain Kangaroo is, and now he's going to be a very wealthy man. Wait, Captain Kangaroo? Like the actual Captain Kangaroo? Kangaroo. Isn't he dead? He looks just like him. He looks like Captain Kangaroo, yeah. I was going to say, pretty sure he died. No, it's not the same. No, he died. You're right. He was a good guy, by the way. Let's see. Uh, Bob Keeshan. Bob Bob Keeshan played... Bob Keeshan is quite long dead, 16 years. Bob Keeshan's been dead for 16 years? Uh, As of last week. 2004? Yep. Aww. He I love Bob Keeshan. Only 76, but I can pretty much guarantee it is because of smoking. Oh, you think he was a smoker? Well, I mean, he grew up in that era, and he died at well, in the 70s, true. which, you know, that's... That's true. You are absolutely right. So, yeah, the latest is they're going to uh, they're going to quit the president. They're not going to call witnesses. They're going to Surprise. quit the president, which is what they were going to do in the first place. This was all a complete waste of time mm-hmm. and uh, basically getting Americans to hate one another. Thank you so much for that, uh, politicians in Washington, D.C. Thanks well, so much for... On that note, interestingly, yeah. so I Googled uh, the Chalitza guy. I already forgot what his first name was. What was it? Chris. 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 Chris Chilitza. Um, and his most recent tweet, 97% of tweets from adults that mention national politics come from 10% of users. That I believe that, absolutely. So just one-tenth yep. of the population makes almost every single national politic, uh, you know, uproar. Oh, yeah, they 90% do. Uh, yeah, of us just they yep. we barely talk about politics. Yep. And I You're completely right. would believe that. And this is coming from CNN. Yeah, oh, I believe it. So, you know, if CNN no, is calling Twitter right. partisan, then but I don't know, maybe Chris is <laughs> less of a, you know, bad person. <clears throat> okay, Andy, we might not be getting past this one. It might be time to just fold up the tent in life and go live in a cave somewhere. Uh, apparently the Kaepernick-style SB ad, the Super Bowl ad, because they can't say Super Bowl, so they just call it SB. Yep, the big game. Uh, Kaepernick-style SB ad that might not air. It's a couple of animals apparently taking a knee, but I don't know what. Well, here we go. And we'll get back to what PETA says about it because, boy, you want to talk about some people that might not be thinking too clearly, but, you know. Uh, 
PETA says it's Colin Kaepernick-themed ad for the Super Bowl is getting a frosty reception over at Fox and might not air at all. The animal rights group's ad calls for an end to uh, species... No. Speciesism? No, no, no. Speciesism. Wow. Oh, God. Mm. In their words, to challenge people to expand their concept of injustice to include humans' injustice against other species. So PETA hired an agency to make the commercial, which shows animals taking a knee as voices on the Star Spangled Banner. PETA says it was shown on Fox, which is broadcasting Super Bowl 54. But after a clearance rep said it looked promising, no answer ever came. PETA says local Fox markets aren't getting back to them either. TMZ can't get a response from Fox or the NFL. But a league source says the network showing the game ultimately decides whether to air an ad, not the NFL. And this is no affordable initiative on PETA's part, notes the Union Journal, which reminds us that Super Bowl ads are costing over $10 million each this year. Mm-hmm. President, now that's for a 60. For a 60 I believe yes. the 30s are going for what? They're, they're Five, going for six, six, I think. Five, six, yeah, there you go. President Trump and Michael Bloomberg can afford that, but PETA, still, the group stands by its story. Our patriotic Super Bowl uh, spot envisions an American which no sentient being is oppressed because of how they look, where they were born, who they love, or what species they are. I wonder if you could do the same thing for human beings that don't agree with you politically. I love how you run your mouth about, oh, everybody needs to be treated the same, and then you won't do it. It's funny, Uh, I'm uh, I'm watching the ad right now, actually, on TMZ. Oh, you are? Uh, yeah. About half of the animals shown so far are illegal to hurt. So, you know, they're taking well, a knee oh, saying, a... stop hurting animals. But, like, yeah, you know, you've got uh, a wolf, a bald eagle. You can't harm either of those except in very specific circumstances. A bear, I don't right. think you can go after those. Uh, bald, oh, my God, they uh, have fish taking a knee, Andy. They're taking a fin. They're taking a fin. Yeah, Fish dogs taking a knee. Dogs and horses. I don't think you're allowed oh, to kill God. either of those willy-nilly. So, I mean, no, it would no. make more sense if it was animals that people could kill. But Yeah, like the mink, fa- things like that. Yeah, the fact that these animals basically have as much protection as any human kind of defeats the purpose. <laughs> it really does. I mean, what are they thinking? Taking a, you've got a horse taking a knee. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, oh my God. that's always been Peter's thing, is just being outrageous so people will pay attention I to that. I suppose, yeah. I suppose you're absolutely right about that. So, uh, I don't know. I, I doubt you're going to see that. I don't care. There's you want to no run those ads, good for you. I they don't have the money. Either. There's no way. $10 million so this for is all, 60 seconds? So, this is all just to get publicity for free. Yes. That's, that's what this whole exactly thing is about, about, free publicity. God, people are disgusting. Anything for money. Once again, anything for money. Yeah, $10 million would be a fifth of their revenue for the entire year. Really? So, and that's just, that's revenue. That's not net income. So, right. Yeah, I don't think they can really afford to. I mean, Super Bowl ads have become solely the domain of billion dollar mega corporations because that's the only people who can afford it. Yeah, Donald Trump and Michael Bloomberg can afford that, as they said in the uh, in the read there, yep. that they can afford to buy, pay the ten million, but nobody else can. You know, Tom Steyer can afford it, but those three are the only ones who basically can afford it. I don't know what to tell you. It's uh, oh my god, I cannot believe that people still think that Corona beer causes the coronavirus. No way. Uh yes, the, the numbers you wouldn't believe. There's been. A 2,300% increase in searches for Corona beer virus. 
<laughs> they really, really think that the beer causes the virus. Pretty much everybody knows that Corona is just a crown, don't they? I would hope, but well, no, I have Maybe a feeling most people don't. But I mean, there's the I co- Corona around the sun. There's the Corona beer. Yes. You know, there's the word Corona is not exactly a novel thing. Yeah, I don't really understand it. I, I just I don't understand why they would think the beer would cause a virus. Do they? I don't even know if they sell Corona beer in in China. Do they? I Maybe not. Maybe they do, but I doubt it. Get. Hmm, that's a good yeah, question. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I don't know. It's the, the whole thing is ridiculous. Unbelievable, as a matter of fact. Uh, so, yeah, Corona beer does not cause the coronavirus. Uh, don't take a knee if you're a horse at the Super Bowl. Uh, Andy called it the other day. Photos Dulos is de- indeed dead. Yeah. They finally have announced it publicly. That, well, he's been dead since day one, because didn't you say he had lost his pulse for like six hours or something? Three, six, something like that. Either way, yeah, some three to know. six hours. Either way, you know, you got uh, yeah. Realistically, I think you got, I don't know, five minutes without a pulse before your brain starts to deteriorate. Yeah, so, I can see that. Yeah. Oh, oh by yeah, the way, he's dead. As of just three months ago, they're making Corona in China now. So maybe it is the Corona. They're making virus. it there. Mm. Oh my God! There, I knew it was all on them. It's their fault. Everybody calm down. But, I think everybody should just calm down. But, yeah, I mean, the thing that surprises me is that he managed to kill himself with carbon monoxide. Although he could have had an old car. I don't know. Yeah, but it's not easy to do anymore. That's no. very true. Cars burn so clean very, compared very to cars true. from 20, 30 years ago. No, you're absolutely right about that. They're much, much clean. Well, again, we, I, we were talking this morning uh to the comedian that was in town he's at uh, rick process house comedy and we we're talking about the fact that when i used to fly out to los angeles in the 70s in the mid 70s to go to the Capitol records tower you could barely breathe out there back then mm-hmm. and in the 60s i guess it was really bad where the smog that covered la you couldn't even see la from the air so we've gotten a lot better but we're not getting much credit for getting a lot better are we no we yeah we're the first world is getting better, just basically across the board. But yeah. No one. Yeah, that's, that's true. No one wants to admit that because then that would mean. No, they won't. Well, because I mean, like, if you go to China or you go to India and tell them, you know, start shaming them about how much they're polluting, it's not going to go over well for you, and they know that. No, that's true. The West but, is the only yeah, place the... that will listen to their, you know, mm-hmm. their preaching. Why do you think that the United States has? this self-hatred in some corners now there are some americans that just hate themselves for being americans i don't really understand that we have nothing to fight that's really all it is patriotism goes up in times of war and it goes down in times of peace because people i mean animals are by nature violent and humans are no exception so when there is no when there's nothing to fight people just get anxious because in the past in the wild in the, if you were a caveman or something, you know, a long period of peace probably meant that a rival tribe was coming to attack you or something like that. Oh, really? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, if you think about how wolves live in the wild, they're basically just constantly at war inside their own pack, war with other packs, that kind of thing. So if yeah. all of a sudden one day the fighting just stopped, they would be anxious because that's just not how it works in the wild. And they would, you know... 
that have an instinctual understanding. And mm-hmm. humans feel the same way. We feel anxious during times of peace, but we don't know why because we think we're an enlightened species that, you know, we don't need to be fighting. But most of us, that's what we do best. I guess so. We just, uh, boy, it's it's really disheartening, though, to look at all this stuff. They, they, uh, no matter how this turns out today, by the way, and and Chris Wallace has said actually all sides are going to win because it ends this way, because they they're going to acquit the president, so the president wins, the Republicans win, but the Democrats also win because for the next you know eight months, ten months, I guess it's ten months or whatever. Uh, they're going to go on TV every day and say this was a cover-up, it was a fix, the fix was in, they covered up filth. So everybody's going to end up winning from this thing. Yep. Except for the American people, of course, who paid for it. That's sad. They don't care about that. No, they do not care about it. I guess nobody does care about it. It's it's just uh, another example of this money deal that, 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 well, the old saying, whoever has the gold makes the rules. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, there aren't any rules anymore. You just lied. The rule right now is to just lie. There's your rule. Just lie your ass off, and uh, that'll get you where you need to go. And, uh, you know, eh, what are you going to do? But I just wanted to cover those headlines. I didn't really want to spend a ton of time on it. But it's important to cover it because it should never have happened. They knew this is how it was going to end up, and they did it anyway. Mm-hmm. So so all about serving their own needs and trying to get reelected and this is all about the 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 vote in November so we'll see how that goes i don't know i don't know how it's going to go i can't predict oh they're going to here they're going to win oh no they're going to kill it and i don't have any idea how the vote's going to go this November we'll keep an eye on it and from there we'll i guess go ahead mm-hmm. i guess i don't know my only fear with this thing is to close this segment out is that this is going to happen all the time now. The presidents will get in and they'll start talking impeachment immediately. Yeah, they're going to make it harder to impeach. They're going to have to. It was too easy to do, like, to impeach the president with basically no crime committed, no proof of any crime. Right. And that's not how it should be. All right, we'll take a break. Be right back in a couple of minutes with the family. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit your customer? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Uh, perfect? <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. 
Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. So, Andy, where are you going to watch the Super Bowl? Well, actually, uh, Melissa's work is having a Super Bowl viewing party. We're not going. Oh, they are? They are having one. So I could. Oh, you're not going? If I so chose, well, I mean, A, is she going? No. No, we're, I mean. she doesn't care about it either. We're, well, for one, we're doing stuff. Alex's birthday. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's mm-hmm. Alex's birthday. Never, never mind. It is indeed Alex's birthday. It is. You're absolutely right. Absolutely correct, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so you won't be watching the Super Bowl. Uh, I can't watch it because I have I have to work. So I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it recorded though because I do want to see how. Uh, I think it's at like 5:45. Oh yeah, that's like light. Central that's exactly time. when we are going into dinner. So hey, where are you going? Where are you going out to dinner? I think someplace down near your new house. Oh, Layla or one of those? Because I think Mom is, she's staying there now, right? Or is she still staying in Golden Valley? No, I think she's staying at the new house. No, well, Because I don't think there's much left at the old house. I don't think there's anything there anymore, is there? Yeah, not really. Because in 18 days, uh, two and a half weeks, the house will no longer be ours. Nope. So, you know, yeah, everything's gone from there. I think there are a couple of things that some people who bought some furniture are going to show up and get it. And that's how that deal will will come through, hmm. I guess. I'm guessing anyway. But, um, yeah, so it'll be pretty cool. Uh, I always like these things. The five best things our food critic ate this week from Pan P- What is What? Where is this? I got to see where this is. Shredder Pizza at Rectangle Pizza. Where's Where's Rectangle Pizza? Rectangle. Is this in Minnesota? Yeah. I've never <clears> even heard of it. I just saw that. It says Shredder Pizza at Rectangle. And Rectangle is W-R-E-C-K. It is. Rectangle Pizza. Uh, in the North Loop. Oh, it is where? Um, wait. Yeah, it's right next, like literally right next to La Grassa. You mean it's the same North building? Washington. So, is, is that the same building? Uh, no, it is across the oh, street not and building. one block to oh, the okay. southeast. To the southeast, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I didn't know where that is. Um, so basically, rectangle mm-hmm. pizza. Then he went to kimchi collard greens at Seoul Foo. Uh, I'm good. Mm. Just looking at it, no thanks. I'm I'm good. The Bialy with dill and green onion cream cheese at the bit. No, I don't. Um, none for me again. Dinner salad at Broder's Pasta Bar. I like Broder's. Broder's is good, but the best thing you had this week. Oh, here we go. Palmiers at the Bachelor. Is it Palmiers or Palmiers? I think P-A-L-M-I-E-R-S. It is at Palmiers. And what is that? It's kind of like a rolled up piece of bread or something. What, what is that? A Palmier. Oh, they're cookies, apparently. They sure are. I don't know. I'm not buying any of it. Oh, it is Palmier. You know 
So Paul yeah. mind. And it means yeah, it's short for Wheel de Palmier, which means palm tree leaf. Really? Mm-hmm. So it means palm, basically. All right. So basically that's what it is. I did notice that, that, that all these uh, restaurant critics now, uh, what they ate this week always seems to be the very, very, you know, either vegetarian or extremely healthy. It's like, yeah, sure, that's mm-hmm. how you eat all the time. Yeah. You liars. Andy, do you know what Sky Yuma means? Uh, Ski Yuma? It's actually pronounced Sky Yuma, apparently. Oh, I've always heard Ski Yuma. I, th- I feel well, like it is... I've looked it up, and it's like a corruption of something that it doesn't actually mean anything per se. Okay, well, I'm going to figure out if it is Sky Yuma, because that's how I've always heard it, but you've always heard Ski Yuma. So 50 years after graduating from the University of Minnesota, Chuck Newton's curiosity finally got the best of him after all. How could so many people say it for so long and have no idea what it means? Now, John Hines did say many, many years ago on WLOL Radio, he thought translated Sky Yuma at Minnesota, Sky Yuma would mean we're in a rebuilding year because the teams mm-hmm. never win. Uh, turn on any few football game and you'll see thousands of Gopher fans loudly chanting the Minnesota Rouser, singing firm and strong, united we are, rah, rah, rah for Sky Yuma. Sky you what? Sky Yuma. If you watched PJ Flex's first interview as the new Gophers head football coach a few years ago, you heard him vigorously say the phrase as he described his future expectations of the program. Sky Yuma seemed to pair nicely with Flex row of the boat, the coach's oft-repeated mantra. Um, and then where, I thought they said they were going to say in here... Well, they're going to say what it means, but is it Ski Yuma or Sky? Because it is spelled Ski It's spelled Ski, but it's Sky. It is Sky Yuma. But, again, <laughs> there it's, you go. it's a made-up word. But so, is, yeah. technically, you know, it's just, it's pronounced Sky because the guy who made it up pronounced it Sky, basically. Oh, so that's all it was. He was a rugby captain. And what, oh, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's uh, John Adams. Mm-hmm. That's a guy's name, John, in 1884. So Sky U, apparently a, a group of Dakota boys cheering on a canoe race, yelling Sky U. The Dakota, oh, it's the Dakota, Dakota for victory. Uh, that's what he thought it was. but No, the, that's not what it is. The Dakota have said Sky U doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so he so just made that up too? The, well, the kids might have just been <clears throat> yelling noises and the guy thought it was Dakota. Or he might have misheard. Yeah. Uh, there's... A few phrases that it could have been, like ski means try hard. So it could have been ski yuma, although the yuma part been, yeah. was added by him afterwards. Uh, so ski yuma, I don't, yeah, I have no idea. Ski yupo means come on, try hard. Could have been that. That's oh, it could have been that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's basically all it could have been. Maybe. Because yeah, I've never known what it means. Yeah, basically. I've never known what ski yuma meant. It's like rah rah sis boomba doesn't mean anything. Well, that's true. Very very good point. That's exactly exactly right. It doesn't mean anything. Just make it up as they go along, and mm-hmm. life is grand. Apparently, I don't know. Whatever. I guess it all works out in the end, doesn't it? Um, I don't know. I, I, but so, did they ever in the story talk about what? It, so it just doesn't mean anything. They can't say what it means because right. it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, the guy thought it was Dakota for victory, and then added you ma because you of. Yeah. Minnesota. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. We got it. Now we got her all dialed mm-hmm. in. Uh, what are vapor fly shoes? Do you know what those are? I have no idea what vapor fly shoes are. Vapor fly shoes. 
Nike Vaporfly shoes won't be banned from the Olympics. Current version of Nike's controversial high-tech Vaporfly sneakers won't be banned in elite competition, a decision that will further uh, fuel further debate about the shoe's perceived competitive advantage ahead of the summer's Tokyo Olympics. So what? But I don't really understand. So what? what is so special about Vaporfly shoes? Do you know? It's kind of like the shoe version of a lifting jacket, apparently. Oh, it is? Yeah, well, that's, that's cheating. What, that's what they say. But then, yeah, the Olympics says it's not cheating, but I don't know. It's one of those well, things. But how could it? I mean, I could see how a lifting jacket would help you because it compresses everything and you can barely move so you can put up a lot more weight. Um, but I just, I don't understand how, what a, how a shoe could be unfair. Well, apparently they're like almost spring-loaded, but not quite. The, um, <laughs> what do you mean they're spring-loaded? Spring do you well, mean get springs in the soles? Or yeah, the material they're made of is springy, so less energy goes into the ground. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It kind of sounds like, you know, if we just keep letting slightly springier shoes in every year, we're eventually going to get to a point where it's all about the shoe, but whatever. It's yeah, like, I suppose. It's the Olympics. Not a lot of people really care that much anymore. And isn't it pretty much true still that Russia and China cheats every year anyway. Well, yeah. Or is China even in them anymore? I don't even know. I haven't watched the Olympics probably since I was a teenager. I couldn't care less about the Olympics. Yeah. There's, just, there's been so much cheating in them over the years, and including our own bicyclists. That wasn't the Olympics. Well, they, did have, they, have, they, they had Olympic bicycling, bicycling for a while, didn't they? Oh, yeah. But the Tour de France, he cheated, and, mm-hmm. you know. And Not that's cheat. the whole problem. You got... Yeah, they do. I mean, football, baseball, biking, running, they all, everybody cheats. So, I mean, does anybody achieve anything anymore without cheating? Because I, I suppose Honestly, you couldn't win a championship unless you did cheat, yeah, I guess, because everybody not. else is cheating. I don't know. I don't know. The whole thing, I really wish we hadn't, hadn't got to that point where everybody just cheats their ass off and nobody cares. You know? I know. I, I just really wish that wouldn't. I don't care for that at all. Oh, God. Oh, God, it's all coming up. You remember I, I just said, oh, it, this is never going to end with this impeachment? Mm-hmm. How, how it's over tonight, but it's never going to end. It's going to go on year after year after year. Well, apparently now they're saying that Trump lawyer, Jay Sekulow, uh, charities steered $65 million to Trump lawyer, Jay Sekulow, and his family over a decade. What does that even mean? Mm. Do you even... Jay Sekulow... One of President Donald Trump's uh, uh, lead attorneys during the impeachment trial is being paid for his legal work through a rented $80 a month mailbox a block away from the White House. The Pennsylvania Avenue box appears to be the sole physical location of the Constitutional Litigation and Advocacy Group for a for-profit corporation owned by Seclo. The firm had no website and is not listed in national legal directories. The uh, District of Columbia Bar has no record of it at all. And no attorneys listed as their employer. But Sekulow 63 is registered as chief counsel at the American Center for Law and Justice, the ACLJ, uh, a nonprofit Christian legal advocacy group based in an expansive Capitol Hill row house, a short walk from the Senate chamber, a half dozen lawyers employed. But I don't want to read all that stuff. So where does this where does this other thing come in? The charities. A half dozen lawyers employed by the nonprofit ACLJ are named in recent Senate legal briefs as member of Trump uh, Trump's defense team, including one of Sekulow's sons. The ACLJ, as a tax-exempt 501c3 organization, is barred under IRS rules from engaging in partisan political activities. 
They're just not going to give up, are they? It's just never going to end. Nope. Oh, God. And once again, I'd like to remind these two groups of extremists, there are Democrats and there are Republicans. These people are not Democrats or Republicans. They're, they're not. you got the Republicans of the ultra-religious and the Democrats are the ultra-liberal, progressive, which they're not liberal or progressive. And it's just the whole thing is all about narcissism. It's all about narcissism. Me, 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 more me, I'm what's important, more me now. I don't know, man. Uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. What more can I say? I guess it's all you can do is keep an eye on it, don't you think? Pretty much. <clears throat> what do people your age think of this, Andy? Not a lot. I mean, do they even think, do they care about it at all? Do they think about it? No one I, I mean, the very, very it. young in college... Yeah, no one you know cares about it. College students care about it. They're the ones that are chirping the loudest. Well, it's because they're as far as progressives to. are concerned. They're basically told um, care about this and you'll get a good grade. So, yeah, I said. Well, see, you think that's what it is? They're just doing it to get a good grade. I think a lot of it is. Yeah, I mean, it's no secret that most of academia is extremely far left. So, appease the professor, get a good grade. There you go. And the only reason they are that far left is because they get money for doing it. Yep. That's the other thing. They get paid for being far left. It's not their real political views. They they cash a paycheck because of it. Mm-hmm. And I suppose the same is probably true with all these religious organizations. Not, I mean, I'm talking about the extreme ones. That there's a lot of money in donations, and where's all that money go? You know? Yeah. They're saying that uh, there's a possibility this whole thing could end tomorrow morning at 3 a.m., that the Trump trial could end at 3 o'clock tomorrow morning, uh, and that'll be the end of it. So they're going to they're gonna basically accuse them of sneaking off in the dark of the night. That'll, I guarantee you sneaking off in, dark of the ni- in the dark of night will be brought up tomorrow and, uh, and uh, Sunday and on into the week. That they snuck in and didn't tell anybody, which, of course, they didn't, because it says right here in the news it's going to be at 3 a.m., but that'll be the accusation, don't you think? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. You learned today, too, that Kobe's pilot was not allowed to navigate with instruments. Uh, he he asked yep. to be Just guided on radar, but they couldn't see him because he was too low. Yeah, it's all the things that you thought, Andy. Mm-hmm. That's what caused the crash. It just he, They should never have been in the air, and that's all there is to it. Nope. Really sad. They should not have, but I don't know. Yeah, no one wanted to say no to Kobe, and now a bunch of people are dead. So, that's... yeah, I mean, wouldn't he have the the final call whether to take off or not? Kobe would, I would guess. He's not a pilot; he doesn't know. <clears throat> yeah, and he doesn't know. That's the real the, problem you have there. Pilot but... and the air traffic control should have, you know, you should be able yeah. to trust them to, you know, know better. Yeah, I would agree. We shall take a break right here, ladies and gentlemen, back with a very special guest right after this with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. 
We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislandall.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Getting an education in 70s classic rock, Andy. Mm-hmm. Summer breeze. So that's good. The factor that dooms most college students, uh, promoting the book, a degree in homelessness, entrepreneurial skills for students, Glenn Dunsweiler. How you doing, Glenn? Having me. It's our pleasure to have you on the show today. The factor that dooms most, what do you mean by dooms to, to, to what? To fail? To what, what? What's the doom part of it? Absolutely. Uh, doomed to not succeed. I, I don't like to focus on fail, but um, the way that we have pushed education as going to college is the final step has left mm-hmm. students with no idea what to do after college. And they're also not thinking through their choices to figure out what to do with that knowledge that they've gained at college um, after they graduate. So they, I, for 11 years, I would hear, first, I, I'm just glad to be in college, and I'm doing what my parents told me to, and this is where mm-hmm. I need to be, and this is great. And then they'd hit their junior and senior year, and they'd say, Glenn, I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I may be working at Starbucks and living in my car. I don't know how I'm going to get a job after this. I don't know how this education will make me any money. So they had this realization that, oh, they were completely unprepared. So I am desperately trying to give them skills and knowledge to have them be prepared so we can stop creating students into poverty, which we are doing just over and over and over again. And Glenn, first of all, let me, I have to read something here because I think it's very important. During the 11 years Glenn Dunsweiler spent as a college professor, he heard students complain about the high cost of tuition and burdensome debt they were taking on. But what he didn't hear most students talking about was even more important, what their exit strategy from college was going to be and how they intended to monetize their skills once they were out. Shouldn't that be something that our colleges teach people is, hey, be ready. When you graduate, be ready to go. But they don't teach that, huh? Right, they have no incentive to teach that. Why? Unless you're in a business class, they the incentive is they are just like another business. They are giving you what you want. And so if you have... 
no yeah. idea that yep. you want business skills, why would they give you business skills? It's like trying to force feed people something that they, they don't want. So uh, I say learning business skills is like carrots. You know, you're, we grow up, you need to eat your vegetables. Yes, we need to eat our vegetables. And when you're 18 to 22, you really don't want to eat vegetables. You go for the Burger King. But when you hit about 25 and the Burger King starts hurting you, you realize, oh, wait, there's this vegetable thing that I should have been eating. Maybe I should start eating that. And that's kind of what business skills need to be. They need to be completely taught as something that we mm-hmm. that, that goes into our health. It's not just our physical health. It's not just our mental health, but it's our monetary health. And students just don't have a realization about how, how, how capitalism works, how the world that, that they live in actually works and how people make money and define their own value. It's really not on their radar. And it honestly wasn't on my radar. And I grew up as a, a professional, successful person. But then I dropped straight into teaching in academia. And, you know, even if you're talking about salaries. Well, salaries were something that your boss never paid you enough of, right? It was never, <laughs> defining, yes. your, yeah. ne- never defining your own value. Like, well, how... How much are you worth, and why are you worth that? And that 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 kind of thinking, that business thinking, just was never there for people. I have a question for you, but and I don't know why this happened. I sincerely don't know why this happened, but I grew up a very uh, poor kid, a poor family, and the only reason I bring that up is because I didn't have the money to go to college or anything like that. So there, that was never even an option. Matter of fact, I never finished right. high school. But I knew by the time I was 14, maybe 15 at the latest, exactly what I wanted to do, and I knew exactly how to get there at 15. So why don't these kids, again, at 15, why don't they know what they want to do? Yeah, I I think we all have our own gifts. And uh, I know from from my background, I knew what I wanted to do, but I was told always to follow my passion. And it was never any deference for how that would sustain me. So, you know, my passion was to solve homelessness around the U.S. Well, Uh how do you do that? (laughs) You know, yeah, follow your passion, but don't become homeless trying to help the homeless. And so... (laughs) That's good, yes. You you know what I'm saying? So I think that that some people actually grow up with this business acumen, whether it's a God-given talent or someone in their family just gives them this realization, or they don't have the luxury to not think about it. They're always thinking about how to make money because they grew up poor. Right. You know, whatever that skill set is, some people have it, some people don't. But what I've noticed is entrepreneurial skills can be taught and you can get better at it. It's not something that you're just not good at. Some people, one of the things that I used to always hear and say, I'm not good at sales. And people would just say, well, I'm not some reason we enjoy buying something but we hate selling something i don't exactly know how that works out in people's heads but um there are people that just say well i'm just not good at sales and my point is you have to sell you're always whether you're selling yourself you're selling your value if you don't sell you don't survive and and there's this you have to learn how to see yourself as a product or as a commodity or a, as a brand and you have to see what your value is and you have to push that through even if you're not selling specific products cars or t-shirts or whatever you're still 
you still have to have that skill set. And the people that succeed in life just kind of know how to do that. And you have to be a people person, and you have to like talking to people, and you have to like giving value to people and engaging people, because that's what people are looking for. And this this idea that well I'm just I'm good at this and I'm not gonna I'm not a I'm not a people person. Well, you know you're a person, so you have some skills about being a person already. You could develop those. Yeah, yep. I think that's very smart. I, but do people not pay attention any longer? And the reason I ask that is the, the the way I learn things, and I think Andy, my son, who's on the show with me here, at 33 years old, I think the same way. I learned how to do things from observing others while they were doing what I wanted to do. Yeah, that's how I learned best. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah. why do they not do that any longer? Well, I think it depends on what family you come from, what background you come from. Yeah. But many people are force-fed this way of doing things, right? Uh, not a lot of people have... I wouldn't say not a lot, but a good, fair, a fair amount of people don't have a directive in life. Okay, I want to do this, and this is how I'm right. going to do it. I'm going to watch successful people. That's not a realization. I started teaching the students that were part of the No Child Left Behind uh, kind of push. So now all mm-hmm. these students were taught was we give you a test, we teach you how to pass the test, and then you go to the next level. And then we give you another test. And we teach you how to pass that test. So students were just waiting for someone to give them something Mm -hmm. and tell them how to succeed. And trying to get them to think for themselves, and this wasn't even business uh, acumen, this was uh, live entertainment, they were saying, just tell me how to pass the test, Glenn. I said, you have to think for yourself. And they, no one had taught, we had taken that away from them. So... We have to give that back to them because now those students are in their 30s and they're hitting the job market or they're trying to hit the job market. And it's just becoming a huge mess because no one gives you anything. No one gives you the answers. No one tells you just pass this test and then you can succeed. That's, that's, a, that's a school construct. That's something that we came up with. That's not how it works outside. And, and students just have no realization of that until they get smacked in the face with it. And I kind of, I, I like young people. I don't want to smack them in the face. I don't want them to learn <laughs> Good. the hard way, you know? Right, right. But, you know, it kind of shows up in society now, Glenn, to tell you the truth. The fact that people think they, they're just going to be given everything that... It's at the point they don't even... And I guess what I'm trying to get to... A good example of what I'm talking about is I do a morning show and this show. So I read a lot of scripts. I'm reading your bio right now. But as I... And, and your bio is straight up and really good, by the way. But I would say, oh, and I'm not exaggerating, I am not exaggerating by telling you 95% of things that I read sent to me over the wire or by a news organization... There are misspellings. There are misuse of there's misuse of words. Nobody ever checks their work anymore. Is that because they think they're going to be given everything? Um, I can't speak for everyone, but there's this mm-hmm. idea that as a consumer, things are just done for you, and right, and and businesses try to answer that question, and businesses are becoming really good at answering your needs. So. I think that people just get in the habit of 
people serving them. I mean, we have now, we have robots in our house to help us organize our lives, you know, Alexa right. and Google. Uh, my friend just posted something. She was angry that uh, uh, that French fries cost a dollar, but uh, uh, a package of cubed melon cost six dollars. And I said, well, you know you're paying <laughs> for the labor of cubing that labor, and yeah. putting it. And they, they just had no realization. They just were angry. Right. They just wanted to be angry about it, right? They just wanted Somehow it's yep. someone else's fault that they eat unhealthy. They're incentivized to eat French fries instead of cubed fruit. And I just think, stop. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but, but the businesses, businesses have been giving people the good story. They found a way to get people's money. Like, oh, would you like your fruit cubed for you and put in little plastic packages? I would love that. Oh, here you go. That'll be $6. You know, and, and, and people don't realize, they just don't have this business realization. And as students, what's turning out is we no longer have jobs for students out of college that can be sustaining, that can give you a living wage for a job. Those are becoming harder and harder, this kind of gig economy, this kind of fast-paced movement, and, and uh, cost-of-living prices mean that people are just constantly kind of hustling and they don't have a job that is open for them to apply for and get that will pay them for their rent and food and some some uh, disposable income. So we have to get them up and going and give them some business skills. Otherwise, we have this huge homeless problem. And I think a lot of it is families are degrading and, and not supporting each other, but they're also right. people just not succeeding with the jobs that are given to them. It just, you can't make it work anymore. So we have to get those people up to, to snuff to be able to not live on our streets and in our parents' basements. There you have it. Glenn, I want to read a quote. This is Glenn Dunsweiler that said this, students need to define their value, not have an employer define it for them. What are they worth? Educators and parents have to help them figure that out. While they are still in school, Glenn is making it his mission to ensure that parents have important conversations with their children well before their first college tour. Glenn, that's some of the best advice I've heard in years, probably. That's great oh, advice. Thank you. No, it's absolutely it. true. I, we need to have young people come to us and say, well, here's, here's what I... And by the way... I grew up with my mother working all the time. My father wasn't around, so I, you know, I went to my older sisters and my older brother and said, "What do you think of this? I want, here's what I want to do. What do you think of this?" And they would, you know, in some cases, they'd go, "You're out of your mind. You're never going to be able to do that." Or they would say, "Hey, you know what? You can get whatever you want to do. You can get done." So I had both sides of the coin. One drove me to succeed. The ones who said, "You're not. You're never going to be able to do that," drove me. And the ones who said, yeah, you can do that, encouraged me. A little drive, a little encouragement, you're good to go. You're there, right? Right. Right. Absolutely. It. And it's a balance. It is a balance. A great, great book, A Degree in Homelessness, Entrepreneurial Skills for Students. It's on Amazon, of course. Glenn's name is spelled D-U-N-Z-W-E-I-L-E-R, Glenn Dunsweiler. Glenn, you're a great... I'd love to have you back on and talk more about this because you are right on the money that we expect Thank things you. to just be handed over. Thank you. You're a good man. I appreciate it. I would, I'd love to come Thank back. Thank you, Glenn.
please do. Glenn Dunswile, right. ladies and gentlemen. That's going to do it. We'll talk to you later with the family. All right, Andy, are you there?